This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We got the right where we want it. Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today, from this moment on, is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? I'm just having a good Friday. Yeah, you are. You just pounded some jack-in-the-box, I saw. Two monster tacos? Let's go! God, man. Look, they're terrible for you, and I'm washing it down with an energy drink, but I didn't get a chance to eat lunch, and the only thing that's, like, right here that you can get quickly is there's a little mart there where you can go, you can buy a drink, and then there's a jack-in-the-box there. And let me tell you, if you want to treat yourself poorly... Two monster tacos for three dollars. I don't like. I don't know what that meat is. It's like some sort of like fried taco shell with with some sort of uh, horsey sauce. But it's delightful. Now, granted, my insides will probably be hating me in the next twenty to thirty minutes. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed what the monster tacos had to offer. Well, better you than me. Yeah. What else are you gonna? <laughs> what are you gonna go to Aviation Gin? You go there for lunch? Why not? They got food in there? They have to, right? Do they have food? Well, I think you have to have food if you're serving booze. But do they serve booze? It's just, it's a... No, it's a... You can get... Can you? Yeah, they have a bunch of cocktails. Oh. I gin, can't... Gin cocktails. I can't say I knew that. I thought I it was think, just... I, I'm not positive about that. <laughs> no way. I, when I read... We did this story on in the news yeah. where that thing opened and... I thought they were just doing like tours. No, I think they have a bar in there. They got a bar? But uh, I'll... So is check. there... But let me tell you this. There's nothing more disappointing than when the bar... Has like you have to have something to eat, and so they have like pizza the, the bite, bare minimum. the bare minimum. Yeah. You're like, really? You're yeah. like that? That's what we're doing here? I'm like, come on, people. Well, so I don't know if that's the case. It's all I, about costs. I have not been to Aviation Gin. All I know is that if you are, if you have ten minutes, and you are at our at our station, the only reliable thing is indeed the Jack in the but Box. But it's not that reliable because getting over there can be dicey. Oh yeah. You have lots of uh, semi trucks unloading and Yeah, oh believe me that happens. Homeless people. Getting down here is It's wild. Yeah, there's just no there's no good route down here. We're in an inconvenient location. Whereas before we were on the beautiful uh Willametta, the Esplanade, and now you're under a bridge and there's just a lot of stuff happening. You're right in that there's just it's, there's just you, there's you, no easy way in or out of this no area. Stuff I mean, happens. It seems like we're right by the freeway, and we are. You yeah. can see it, but it takes ten minutes to get over there. Yes, you know to get onto it. And there's yeah. always something downtown. It's bustling. Always. There's always something. I like that. Wrong. It's it's bustling. Yes, it's there's bustling. Yes, this and that. And <laughs> Something's on fire. Something has been dumped out. The big one is the semi is unloading, and they they 
they take up the whole street. Yeah, they have a tasting room over there. Okay. I thought they did. So they so I think if they have a tasting room, I feel like they have to offer at least some sort of nibble. Hmm. Okay. Um, so you could go there. Well. And have a cocktail. But in ten minutes when I have ten minutes? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Blame the train. You could order takeout from uh this bar over here. That's true. Well, I'm just saying, in a pinch, the two for three monster taco it's it's not good, but well, it's kind of it's kind of good. Like if I'm going to Jack in the Box, yeah. the last thing I'm ordering is a taco. Oh, uh, see, that's where you're wrong. That's the only thing I would order from Jack in the Box. I, I, if I'm going to, I've never eaten at Jack in the Box. I've no. told you this before, and we'll see how long I can hold out because it's like right down the street. It is right there. Uh, if I'm going to Jack in the Box, I'm ordering a cheeseburger and fries because that's what Jack in the Boxes <laughs> do, right? Well, I am I wrong? And a Coke. I, I'm just telling Coke. the only thing I ever order from Jack in the Box, and the only reason I ever go to Jack in the Box because it's right there. It, it, I feel I, like you have some shame going on right now that you ate at Jack in the Box. A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, I can hear it. Well, it's poor life decisions. That's right. No one. This is my. It's my theory on Applebee's. No one sets out to go to an Applebee's. It just, oh, I it, beg to differ with that. <laughs> that was our spot uh, growing up. Seriously, you didn't have a choice. It was the nicest restaurant in town. Exactly. No longer. Though I firmly believe, and I don't mean here, I mean Salina, Kansas, Salina, Kansas, the all-American city. Does anyone with options? Because I get it. Sometimes you don't have them. We had a Texas Roadhouse, though. <laughs> is that is that a step up from Applebee's? No, it wasn't. That's a step down. I thought it sucked. Eating, I mean, I think it's a step over, but it just depends on your preference. More and of a Applebee's had every, had. <laughs> it's eaten good in the neighborhood. It had everything that you needed. You want your oh that Texas baby, Roadhouse was a little dicey. I, I was, was going to say that's the baby back ribs, but that's Chili's. We didn't have a Chili's. No. We were not that lucky. Chili's is great. <laughs> of the TJ McScratchies, I like Chili's. But, um, like, yeah, I didn't wake up today being like, you know what I want to do? I want to go to Jack in the Box. You just end up there. there do you ever do this, though? There, there wasn't another option in the time crunch that I had to deal with. It was the only decision I could make. Look, and yes, you I, don't have to justify it. I feel I get shame. It. I, I get feel it. shame. You, you probably should, but I, you don't need to justify it to us. I'm glad you enjoyed your disgusting tacos from Jack in the Box. <laughs> do you ever do this? Um, as the uh, And by the way, Jordan Schultz in today, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Schultz. Hey, Schultz. Schultz, how are you? Uh, really well. And my wife and I were having this same debate after a Jack in the Box commercial came up earlier this week, uh, literally about the monster tacos. And I was like, you know what? God, those are bad, but they look good. Mm. And my wife actually sits on the side of Isaac. Yeah. Like, no, I why would, would never, you? Yeah, they're good. Ever That's like those. ordering a burger at Taco Bell. They had those at one point. Why would you do that? I just think. Ta- see, when you think Jack in the Box, you said you think bur- I won't get a burger from Jack in the Box. Like that's the only thing when I think of Jack in the Box is the two tacos. Like that's what All I right. think of when I think of Jack in the so Box. So do you ever so that I, and diarrhea? I've been experiencing. Yeah, that's on its way. Oh, believe me. I can hear your innerds right oh, now. I and I'm sure this bang energy drink that I'm that I'm working through. God, that's going to be great for me. Um, what was I telling you? Oh, so I've been doing some of the fasting stuff. You know, sure that the kids do. Yeah, the not eating breakfast. Well, it depends on the time of day, but like you go 16 hours, you, so you eat. Mm-hmm. Your last, whatever, your last meal, depending, like with our schedule, mine is usually around two. So it's kind of an odd schedule. But I can now get by without eating dinner Mm -hmm. if I eat before the show. And then I don't have to eat, or I don't eat until, you know, I wake up, Mm -hmm. right? 
or whenever that is. Sure. What's 16 hours? Uh, two, eight, nine, ten, six, six or seven in the morning. Then I can start again, and then I shut it down at two. Or like tonight, we're going to dinner, so that will. So tomorrow, I won't eat till like noon or something. You Makes know, sense. you know the whole fasting. Yes. Thing. And there are benefits to it. It's mm-hmm. it's nice. It makes you feel good. Um, yeah. The key is we don't need to eat nearly as much as no, we think we do. Right, and that's what you that's what you do realize. It, you, yeah. Your your relationship with food changes. So what I was going to ask you is, do you ever do this when? Because sometimes I do this, having gone through the fasting thing, where even when you're hungry. Don't eat like yeah. you, you really don't need to eat like it's it's a thing where I've noticed that if you don't, you never really end up being even two, three hours later yeah. as hungry as you thought you were. OK, the, and, and I, I do agree with that. So but I don't eat in the morning. My first meal is after my second workout. So like f- for me, I worked out today from like, I don't know, 10 to to 11:30 and then I went to jiu-jitsu after that and from there I'm coming right over. So for me, not eating after that is really not like it's 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 not good. I have to have some sort of substance. Now, I'm embarrassed to say that after working out twice, my substance was two jack in the box tacos and an energy drink. That is very bad. But yes, around you're probably better off not eating. But around that time for me, I will go a little bat crazy if I don't have something in in my system, so well, there you go. Eating and, habits, yeah, it's not it's not, and soup. it's it's bad. It's it's all bad. Uh, yes, yes, I would agree with your <laughs> poor decisions. Today. Someone should Very have been bad. someone should have been smarter in and uh, pre planned out. Uh, I didn't plan on traffic. Uh, what can you do? You got to plan for traffic, man. Yeah, we're in the hustle and bustle of the city now. When you budget, you know, twenty minutes, and it ends up taking forty plus, it, it, in it throws everything for a uh, throws everything for a bit of a loop. <clears throat> we have a big show, do we? No, pretty I... decent dates that we have to get to at some Will point. Will who? Uh, Will Ortner, our uh, oh yeah, resident stationary guy. You missed this, but boy. We something happened after we left the show involving Will that we need to have a discussion about live on the air on the radio. What do you mean? Well, on the air. Yes. Well, let's go. <laughs> so, well, yesterday we got into it that Will did not know what stationery was. Correct, because you asked for stationery. He's in, which he, is a weird way to ask for paper, but he should know what stationery is. And he's a teacher, by the way. Uh, he's a substitute teacher. Substitute yes. teacher. Yes. Right. And so his whole thing was, I don't need to know what stationary is because I don't use it. And that's a bad argument. It is. But he was being very defensive, him being the new me. He was being very defensive. And so we left. You took off and and we were leaving. And so me and Buckley were walking out yesterday and he was still pretty fired up about that. We were making fun of him on the air about not knowing what stationary was. He was mad about that. He just was like, he's like, you didn't give me a chance to defend myself. I'm like, how can you defend yourself about being a teacher and not knowing what stationary is? And he goes, well, I don't need it. And my response was, well, I don't, I don't use a barometer, but I know what it is. And he looked right at me and goes, what the F is a barometer? (laughs) And now I'm, now I'm staring at him like, okay, now you're just effing with me. And I realized that he is not. And he goes, you're just making stuff up. And I'm like, barometer? I'm like, you don't know what a barometer is. He goes, no, why would I need to know what a barometer is? And I'm like, 
There, there is that answer again. Yes. Why would I need to know? Well, you may not, but everybody knows what it is. Yes, but this gets this this is peak. This was one of the best things I've ever heard. It, it warmed my heart. So, and I'm like, you are a teacher. And he goes, I don't teach about barometers. And I said, I understand that, but you you should know that it has something to do with weather, right? So sensey. And this is, and, and so he goes, it has to do with weather. And I go, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something that you would use in, in weather. And he looks at me and goes, oh, so it measures temperature? And <laughs> oh, I looked at him and dear. I went, no, that's a thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me he said, what's a thermometer? <laughs> I just love that he thought when I told him that the barometer was used in weather, he goes, oh, well, yeah, that would just use to measure temperature, right? No, that's a thermometer. Fantastic. Ah, it was just. That guy. It was fantastic. And then I thought to myself, teaching the youth of America, our man will. Ugh. Well, he didn't get a, uh, I mean, where did he go? Central Washington. Central Washington, which is where my son is going right yeah, now. that can't make you feel good. No, it terrifies me. This is what I'm paying thousands You're of dollars. You're paying this. I'm paying. For this type of. For that sort of education. Yeah. And the best part is Buckley walks out while me and Will are engaging in this. And the look on Buck's face when he saw what was going down, it was like he just stumbled upon a car wreck. And it was just, and I just looked over and I'm like, you know. You just kind of shrug your shoulders, and you're like, oh, God bless you. And then Will just you know, doubled down and was like, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Deal says Central Washington may be calling, and they would like <laughs> Will's degree back. I think, he, I think he had a scholarship, so I think his was technically free. I, I'll flex here. I guess it's not really a flex. I learned what a barometer was at like eight years old. My dad cultured me with some Jimmy Buffett, and he has an album. It's called Barometer Soup. Right. And, <laughs> and we're also in the Pacific Northwest. Why there wouldn't you need go. to know what a barometer is? Just, Jimmy Buffett teaching the youth of America. Yes. I just loved the, yeah, so he just used it to, uh, you know, to measure temperature. No. Atmospheric <laughs> pressure, you numbskull. Sorry, I love you, Will. Willow, you're well, my boy, look, but we, bro, you got to step it up. Yeah, I mean, but we all have those yeah. blonde moments. We have those moments. Oh, I, I, I just, I just thought that last night, uh, after our whole stationary thing on air that Will was getting uh, pissy about, I just thought that the barometer slash uh, thermometer was just the chair. And honestly, it made my whole evening. It really did. It was uh, well. What I'm guessing happened was fantastic. in classic Sukanic fashion. The second you walked out of this studio, he was sitting there, and you picked at the scab. Oh, I walked out, and he started in. Oh, he did. I okay. did not. Yeah. So he is like you. Yes. Yes. He will one day murder me, wear my skin, and assume we we always wondered how this show was going to end, and the response to that now will simply be, I will be murdered and by Will Ortner by Will, and he will wear my skin and. It's going to be very awkward for you the first day that that happens, but I think eventually you'll get used to it. Yeah, I might not notice for a while. Yeah. You guys are so similar. <laughs> but I do know what a barometer is. Now, I'm not sure what a tape measurer is. You're the wiser. But you, now I know what a tape measure is. Hey, 20 years on, you got 20 years on him. Well, 18 years on him. You know what a barometer a t- and stationary is. Uh-huh. And a Yarmakula. Look, I've really... You've learned. I've grown over the course just of this. Just imagine what 42-year-old Will Ortner is going to know. <laughs> I just cannot get over. No, that's a that's a thermometer. Oh, I hope so. And I, he's not here today, so I'm assuming he's teaching. I'm assuming he's educating someone today. Hopefully in I PE. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Well, I when know. he's not here, he's teaching. He's a, he's, he's, okay. he's, a, he's an educator. Yeah. All right. Well, he when he's here, he was running the Portland Pilots games. <laughs> I told him, I was like, man, you got to either do that so poorly that they just tell you not to do it, yeah. or 
you got to refuse to do that stuff because you're going to pigeonhole. He's going to be like the Portland Pilots guy. He's, a young he's never going to get what he wants. Well, him and Swag, man, they're going to the be business. Be uh, one of the best simpatico. things I ever did was when they first when I first started here. Hey, you want to call some high school football games? No. Is, no, I do remember. No, that. I don't. Yeah. And guess what? I won't. Just make your, you plant your flag early. I ain't doing that. That's right. That's no, what I told Willis. No. You plant your flag, man. Mm. They're gonna, they're gonna corkscrew into all kinds of bad crap. Yeah. But he's like, man, I need the money. I'm like, oh well. Yeah. It running the Portland Pilots games pays well, apparently. Buku bucks. You know, got that big barometer money in there. All right. Well, let's get to going here. Uh, we have, yeah, all right, pretty good show. Pretty good little show. That's all right. Joe Harrington's going to come on at 5.30. You knew that, though, Fridays uh, with Joey. Set your college football DVR. You got the whole thing. Oregon, Utah, big weekend. You know, big weekend. Sports. Yeah, that's 7.30 kick. Got some snow in Buffalo. Because I was thinking about going down, but... uh, Yeah. I gave away my tickets again. (laughs) (laughs) That's 7.30 kick is I can't get down there, man. I just can't do it. Yeah? I every... Well, I just... I want to. Yeah. But then I just it <laughs> but, comes but push comes to shove yeah. and I'm just like you know what well, I'm not gonna do it. Doing nothing is like a million times easier than doing anything. If the Utah game were at twelve thirty, yeah. I think I would be there. Hmm. I think you think seven hey, thirty, yeah. no chance. Twelve thirty, you really saying that you think you'd be there? Yeah, I like the twelve thirty because then you're at least home in a reasonable hour. The four and the five, yeah. or is it a five o'clock window? Four o'clock, five o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. <laughs> I'll keep saying this until you answer. 4.30? 5? 5.30? 4? About somewhere five. in there. That That's a dicey time, too. Yeah. Get home late. The earlier the better. Because I like to drink. By the way, I don't think that, that you say that you're likely going to be there. I think it's there's a chance you'd be there. Right. It's but like 12.30 is the best time to get me there. There's a chance of snow flurries. Quite frankly, if they had 9 a.m. games on the West Coast, yeah. I'm in. I love that. You waking up at five thirty in the morning, Hell six to yeah. drive down there. I wake up that time at that time anyway. Mm. I'll I'll be down there an hour before kick. Give me a couple Bloody Marys. Let's go. We're we're home by five. Perfect. Yeah. Every now, back in the day, they used to have those, but they were you had to travel for those. Remember the Pac twelve would play a have to go and play a. a I don't n- remember that. Yeah, there were a couple times where Pac twelve teams had to play a noon game, but it was on the either Central or Eastern oh, time. Yeah. So they still they don't do that anymore. I haven't. I don't remember that for a while, but I, I do know there were a couple times where some Pac twelve schools had to play the the super early game when they were back east. All right. Um, poll question pertains to Oregon Utah. We'll get to that next on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Alien Sports Club. On 1080 The Fan. All right. Here's our poll question today. It's on Twitter at 1080 The Fan. People seem to be saying Twitter is uh, going to go away. Yeah, last night people were freaking out. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of bloviation. Everyone's like, everyone's like, hey, if it, if it crashes, go to Mastodon or go to Instagram and... To be honest with you, if, How about tw- no? if Twitter goes down, or, or, I think we're all going to be okay. Everyone, deep breath. Like it's well, it's I just fine. feel like why are they saying that? Like people are people want Elon Musk to fail, and I know that a bunch of employees left Twitter or something. Oh yeah, it's an absolute dumpster fire. And, yeah, you know. but I mean, come on, like so at least the, give the guy a chance to to you know bring in a crew and get it right. I mean, I don't know. I think people people are so. <laughs> God. Yesterday at the at, at the Twitter office, people were projecting like the like a uh, a reader board up there and it was fantastic they called them space karen <laughs> space karen <laughs> which is just amazing i mean he he has bungled this thing really really badly and now there's a bunch of employees who are fired and now they're they're tweeting out their like their resign or not resignation later but their their letter saying that they're no longer employed there and then like 12 hours later another message saying please come back because we need you to do xyz before you go or the site you know basically the the site's going to go down so just the belief is that there's no one there to fix what what's what's happening and that eventually the site's just going to crash so well I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just feel like people are so quick to pile on. I, I feel like Twitter will be fine. Maybe maybe it won't. I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I'm getting my... my it's exhausting to uh, listen to all these people like Doomsday, like, oh, it's going away, and, and the, you got to sign up for my Mastodon. And, let me tell you, it's not Doomsday if freaking Twitter goes away, for God's <laughs> sakes. I'm getting my MySpace account jazzed up just Ooh, in case. Is that still a thing? I don't know. The kids would know. Uh, Jordan? I believe that, that, that. I don't think any server support is still around for that. You, you can check me on that, but that I've not heard about that in at least seven to ten years. Okay, I'm going to MySpace.com right now. It's MySpace. See what's up. Oh. If it exists, last I saw it was like a half social, like they were trying to promote <gasps> music or something. I don't it, know. It is still around. Yeah, right here. Way. It's still technically a social network with Be- the focus on music. Yeah, Bikini Kill detail 2022 summer tour happening right now. And they also publish news and lifestyle articles. Well, there you go. No See? one knew that. But now I'm on MySpace. See, Twitter's not going away. If MySpace is still here, <laughs> Twitter will be fine. Uh, here is the poll question. It is on Twitter that still, as of this moment, does exist. At 1080 The Fan, AAA heating and cooling, family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. How you feeling about Oregon's game against Utah? All right. All right. Ducks get on track. Toss-up. Or not great, Larry. Hmm. I go toss-up. To me, it comes down to Bo Nix's health. 
Yeah. Um, well, I, I was going to put that on there, but I, that's a cop out. But I, I think that's why it's a toss up. And even if Bo Nix plays, to be honest I with you, say, I, I think it's a toss up. That's what I was going to say. Even if he plays, I don't know how good people feel about this game. Well, it, I certainly feel a lot worse about it. You know, after what yeah. what happened with Washington. Well, you and, don't feel great about it if he doesn't play. Yes. But even if he does play. This is tough. Yeah, Utah's a good football team. Like, we forget Utah's sitting there as a two-loss team, but so is Oregon. And Utah's two losses were a game against Florida in Florida that they had no business losing. They gave that one away. And then the one against, what, UCLA, right, where UCLA got them. But that was, again, on the road, tough opponent. Utah it, Utah should be a one-loss team. Like, that's a, it's, it's a good football team. Now, I don't think that Utah is as dynamic on either side of the ball that people were thinking this isn't a top 10 team. I don't think they're as, as good as they were last year, but it's a balanced team that can do stuff on both sides of the ball. I think there's weaknesses there, but to think that you're just going to steamroll Utah the way that you did Arizona or Colorado or some of these other programs. No, this is going to be like Washington. You're going to have to play a better game and clean things up. And if Bo Nix is limited in his ability to go and he's hobbled and he doesn't have the threat of running the ball, that absolutely terrifies me because Utah is good against the pass. I don't think Oregon is a third and long team. As good as Bo Nix is, if Bo has to throw the ball 35 times and you're in a lot of third and sixes and beyond, Oregon's in a lot of trouble. So, so much of what they do is predicated on his ability to run, and that's a big, giant question mark. So, absolutely, to me, this game is a total toss-up. And we said this going into the final three. Washington... Uh, Utah and Oregon State, I think every one of those games is a toss-up. And where is their mindset after losing to Washington? You know, does the idea of, of a Pac-12 title, is that still the carrot in front of you that drives it? Or, you know, is is getting bounced in the college football playoff and all that momentum and the, the sting of, of losing to a rival, does that bog you down a little bit? I mean, you just don't know. I always feel like it's tough for teams that get bounced from the college football playoff um just the being one of the being in it being in that race yeah and when you are no longer in that race i feel like that's a tough one to get back up and, absolutely um even though there's still a lot to play for it's just that's kind of that's why you play yeah especially at a place like oregon and they just got bounced from that race and yep. so that's where the whole dan lanning don't let washington beat you twice thing comes in and sure it's quite possible that they will i've been beat twice Absolutely, I've had those games where you just uh, everything just doesn't. Um... Well, and you also have offensive line issues. Yes, and we and we don't know the health. We don't know what Forsythe's doing. We don't know what Walks doing. We don't know what Bo Nix is doing. I mean, if, a lot if, of questions. If those three guys are are dinged up or can't play, this is a completely different offense. <laughs> but uh, I've been in those games where you get to this point in the season, and you know you're you're chipped up, you're hurt. It's a long year, and like I said, the carrot or the incentive gets taken away from you. It's it's hard. It's hard to to rise back up. People were asking that about Alabama last week, right? Alabama loses to LSU. How do they respond? You know, that's a team that that every year there's one goal, and that's to win a national championship. And not only do you have not a chance to win a national championship, you don't have a chance to win an SEC championship. But you know, Alabama and in, 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 was able to get up for that game. It was a close game, but they were able to rise up from that. And if you listen to Saban after that, you could tell that he was very relieved. You could tell that that was a big concern. So. Absolutely, I think that has to be on the mind of, of Oregon fan, and you hope that Lanning and that crew has them dialed in. And you hope that the secondary, by the way, just plays better because that's something that isn't like predicated on, on being up for the game. It just hasn't been good all year. 
<laughs> or you're going like, to have to outscore them. I mean, yeah. you don't have a good Even up 42 to USC and UCLA, so you yeah. can score points on them, but you need Bo Nix to do it. Yeah, when you look at, at Utah's defense, the numbers are really good, but when the, the, the games that they've played against really potent offenses, you can, you can hurt them. And their best pass rusher is out. You can run the ball on them. <clears throat> Secondary is quite good. But this should be a team, if healthy, uh, you should be able to run the ball on them, just like Utah did. And if Utah is forced to play from behind, you're going to be in some some Utes. The other one to keep an eye on here is both of these teams are really sluggish starters. You know, Oregon never seems to get out of the gate fast. You know who's the only team that plays a bigger differential between the first and second quarter than Oregon is Utah. Utah, they're they're just their first quarter to their second. This is the two biggest jumps point wise for teams in the Pac-12 with Oregon and Utah. So both of them are slow starters. If one of these teams can jump out and grab a lead, that could be a big deal. They were down seven nothing, seven nothing to Stanford after the first quarter last week. Yeah, and won forty-two to seven. Yep, that's what they do. <laughs> So, but when UCLA jumped out, I think UCLA jumped out to like an eleven-point lead, and Utah doesn't. They're going to struggle to play from behind because it's not. There's really only two options they have throwing the ball, and and Cam Rising is not. He's just not the Heisman guy that some people made him out to be. This is not the most dynamic offense in the world. So, if Oregon can get out to a lead early, make them one-dimensional, and make Rising throw the ball, and I know that's weird because Oregon secondary isn't that good, but. I, I want to see. I, I want Oregon to make Utah prove that they can consistently throw the ball the way Washington did or, or the way Washington State did against the the Ducks. Did you know that Andy Ludwig is still the offensive coordinator there? I did. <laughs> How about that, yeah. dude? That guy's been around a long time. <laughs> Former Duck. Yep. He's he's uh he's well traveled, but he's been there for a while. For yeah, he has now. Utah went through offensive coordinators like Kleenex for a while. They just were never able to uh, to settle on an offense. That has always well, actually, been. Actually, he hasn't. He's only been there for a couple years. Hasn't he been there for like five years? Well, he was there. So this is his second stint. Okay. Uh, he he went back in <clears throat> 2019, but he was there from 2005 to 2008 as well. Yeah. Where did he go in between? <laughs> Cal, San Diego State, Wisconsin, and Vanderbilt. Mm. Boy, isn't that something? The great Andy. And Lowe. now we're back. <laughs> well. You know what? What is the idea with Applebee's? Something good enough, right? Just yeah, it's interesting. He's fifty-eight. You know, Andy, Andy Ludwig. He wasn't bad at Oregon. It's just you know now it's just it's just a, okay. So when you think of his time at Oregon, he was there from two thousand two to two thousand four as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. From that point on, it just feels like their offense has just gone light years beyond Andy Ludwig or anything Andy, Andy Ludwig did, yeah. you know, because you had the Chip Kelly stuff, and now look at their offense. Well, and and, and Blotty even talked about it when they brought in Gary Croton. That would, they, they modernized uh, their offense. That was after Ludwig, right? Yeah, and then from Croton, then it went to Chip, and it was the yeah. no huddle, and Blotty yeah. really embraced it, and, you know, and then Cristobal dialed it back. But now... And here's... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Here's Ludwig back again at yeah. Utah. And, and look... With a just okay offense? Well, and Utah has evolved a little bit, but Utah is always going to be the the counterpunch. They're a more it's a lot like Stanford. You're going to get a lot of two tight end sets. You're going to a lot of run the ball. Um, you know, quarterback using his legs. It's just not the most dynamic offense in the world. But third and five, throw it six yards. As you saw last year, be careful about. Oh, this is a non. Uh, oh, they're, they're good. Yeah, they'll, they'll beat the yeah. 
beat the living piss out of That's you. That's the other thing. Oregon should have revenge on their minds, some of these kids that yes. lost to them twice last year. You were humiliated. But, again, this is I, I think this is a uh, a lesser Utah team than, than what we saw last year. All right. Uh, up next, stupid Blazers. You knew it was going to happen. God. <laughs> no, I didn't. Watanabe. If I if if I would have known that was going to happen, I wouldn't have bet on it. No, but you said there'll be. We, we said there'll be some guy that you didn't know. No, a texter said that, and they were spot on. <laughs> God, it's like clockwork. You're right. I should have known. Here's Jordan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the ALN Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. <clears throat> All right, a couple of brief things here, and then we'll get to, um, I don't know if you've seen the latest with Russell <clears throat> Russell Wilson, what they're saying about him in Denver. I don't know if any of that's true, but if it is. I don't know if it is either. No. But there is a guy who seems to be close to the Broncos who is saying it is true. Yeah, he's a former player, but he's been taking he's been taking pretty good shots at Russell. So who who knows? Yeah. He could be a mouthpiece for someone with a grudge. We will get to that, but uh the Blazers, your Portland Trailblazers lost last night yeah. to the Nets. <laughs> we did not see that coming here. No, that's one of those lines when you looked at it and you're like Portland two and a half. I'm like at home? Oh, you got to take that. Yeah, and uh, Jason Quick encouraged us to do so. Yeah, it really is his fault. But someone. Well, did... I don't blame. I never blame anyone else for a bet that I placed. <laughs> However, I was really confident that the Blazers would beat the Nets because I just feel like they're overvalued just because they have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant even said, "Yes, look at my starting lineup. What the hell do you expect from us? They're six and nine. The Blazers are really good. Maybe even a little undervalued." The spread's only two and a half. They're at home. They're pretty damn healthy. What the hell? You didn't count on my guy. What, you didn't Watanabe. count on Watanabe. This guy, so we had a texture yesterday who listens to our show who said, um, he said, here's what's going to happen. Because we were talking, it's like, we really like the Blazers against the spread. Yeah. He's like, what's going to happen is you, you have just set this up that there will be some random guy for the Nets who will make nine threes <laughs> and the Blazers will lose. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> I think he was off by three. I think he had He's six, a prophet. right? Didn't he had Watanabe five or six five. threes. Some guy named Watanabe. You tell Watanabe. I had to look him up. And he was stroking it, but that dude, he's from Japan. Yeah. I would say so I was I was on the couch because my, my lady wasn't feeling very good. And she comes downstairs and I'm I'm watching the game and she's like she's like, Oh, who's winning? And I said, Brooklyn is right now, and Watanabe just hits a three and she goes Who's that? And I was like, I don't know. I've never heard of him, but he's some like, Japanese guy. Instantly, now it's her favorite player. Well, yeah, she's, she's from Japan. She loves. She's like. She's like. We. She play. didn't know of him. No, she was like, we play basketball, and I was like, evidently they do, and they shoot threes. Yeah, he's he's the first. So I guess I didn't. I I didn't know of him either, but I guess he he went to George Washington, and he was the first Japanese. Full scholarship, Japanese-born, yeah. full scholarship basketball player in American history. <laughs> was her direct quote was, "We play basketball?" Question mark. Apparently, you do now. Well, does she not know of Jeremy Lin? Wasn't he from? <laughs> no, was he, he, he where was, was he from? I think he was Chinese, and he was American. Like he was. I mean, he well, was. He also a, went to Harvard, right? Yes. So he didn't actually have a scholarship. If you're, if yeah, you're thinking about that's true that route. But no, he was. I think he was Chinese American. Yeah. Watanabe is is Japanese like he's and that is a trust me when when you're with someone that's Japanese and it's the same thing if there's an Asian guy playing football who's the the um, the Atlanta kicker um is it oh, Ku? Ku. yeah like anytime there's an Asian that's doing something in the world of professional sports uh everyone in my family like they they could care less about sports until there's an Asian person they're like what what's happening here and especially if, I, if if they're from South Korea with my kids or, or if they're from Japan with my lady, instantly they become the greatest force known to man. So she was really torn last night because she's a Blazer fan, but... No, she's not. Not after Watanabe. She doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he's from... By the way, Jeremy Lin was Taiwanese. Oh, Taiwanese? Yeah. Okay. You know that. I, thought, I was always under the impression he was Japanese. I don't no. know why I thought that. Believe me, if, if he had been Japanese, I would have heard about it eight million times. That is true. Yes. Um, so that guy hit five or six threes and F that, <laughs> and they lost. But the Nets, you know, my God, you know, they they wanted that game. Yes. They had given up 153 to the Kings. I And I, I thought they, for, for a team that's so dysfunctional. Yeah. And, and they look pretty good. They look pretty good. Well, Kevin Durant reminded you, by the way, F you, I'm still Kevin Durant. And I actually thought Ben Simmons, and I have not seen Brooklyn play a bunch because why would I? Same. Ben Simmons looked pretty good. Yeah. He looked engaged. He was slashing. He was playing good defense. Their length was able to bother some of the, the Portland guards. Yep. And Their length bothered Portland greatly. Yes. I mean, that it was almost that you're watching the end of that game going, ooh, we have found something that yeah. real because the Blazers go small at yep. the end of these games, and that's worked really well, mm -hmm. but you just realize, oh, if you got a team with some length, sure. uh, that's not going to be a well, good Well, and Portland had played so many close games this year where the balls bounced their way, and it kind of felt that way at the end that, that Brooklyn should have closed that game out comfortably. And they were playing sloppy. They were turning the ball over. Uh, they had the inexplicable foul on Nurkic down there in the and one. I'm like, what are you doing, Kevin Durant? And he just kind of had this, well, like Portland just fired. He missed a big free throw. Too. Yeah. Like Portland, 92% free throw shooter, and he, and he chumps one. So there was just this sense of Portland's got a little magic now where you trust them in these close games. And so it was kind of shocking when, uh, who was it that tipped the uh, the Durant miss in? Um, I forget who it was who tipped it I in. It was O'Neal. It was a little bit like, oh, my God, like Portland's going to lose one. 
it just it's it was a it was well, a weird because you've just you've expected them to to close these games out. But as good as Portland has been, you have to remember they have won a ton of games at the buzzer there, and eventually that's going to swing back and and, and you're going to average it out. Well, they didn't play very well, Portland. No, they they would. I don't know. That was they just looked weird, and I think it was just the length of the Nets that bothered them. So the well, Blazers and, lose, but they're still number one in the West. Well, and and Jeremy Grant, who had been their MVP, you know, he he had five points. So I mean, when when you get a guy that had been so good, and then he kind of mm-hmm. no shows in that one, you know, that's the difference in that game too. I think he was two a right. two a thirteen, two a fourteen, and who would have thought that this game against the Utah Yaz? Yeah, like that's real- on, is that tomorrow? Or Sunday, oh, tomorrow. Oh, is tomorrow. it? I'll have to look. Utah. Yeah. Who Name would, their starting five. Who would have thought? No. Who would have thought at this <laughs> point in the year? No, do it. That that would be a ten and five and ten and six team playing for first place in the in the West. Let's take a look at what they got. <laughs> well, they got marketing. I know they have Clarkson. <laughs> We're just going through like the guys that we know. And Conley, Conley's still there, yeah. right? Conley, Clarkson, Markkinen. Jared Vanderbilt and Kelly Olenek. Oh, there you go. That there right, you go. That right there. And Colin Sexton. Look at that vicious fight that they're going to have. Not that vicious cockfight. Terrible. Well, it's not. They've won. I mean, they've won ten games. So it just yeah. But all, if I we, told you before the season that was no. the starting five, you'd be like, that that team ain't going to be. Well, again, this goes to show you what anyone knows. Everyone thought Utah was right. was tanking for the French kid, and we all thought that Portland would be battling for the six or seven or eight spot and. Here they are, both you know what a top two or three team in the, By the, in the way, West. On the French kid thing, yeah, because nobody can pronounce his name, so I, we'll just call him the French kid. There you go. He's seven four. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft. I am going to be so pissed if the Lakers or the Warriors, the Nets won't get him. Kyrie will come back. They'll the Lakers can't. They don't have a pick. Oh, that's right. We've talked about this before. Why can't I never remember that? Oh, no picks. The, the Pelicans could get him. Yeah. Well, it's the Warriors that I'm worried about sitting down there six and nine. They could pull the shoot. Watch, watch them tank. Get the uh, get the French kid, and then away you go. Pistons. Right now, it'd be the it's a race between the Pistons and the Rockets. Hmm. I even see him in. I wouldn't mind if Detroit. Of those teams, you're gonna say one of them's gonna get a generational player. I would like player. him to go to neither of those teams. <laughs> I don't mind Detroit. Detroit needs a little. Hey, they you know what would something. be cool. I got. I hate. I I do hate to say this, but if the Spurs got him, I yeah. wouldn't be mad. I, could, I wouldn't be mad. Okay, I think that would be cool. It would just kind of, you know, kind of restart the yeah that franchise it's a, a little the bit. The new Tim Duncan. Yeah, um, although he's not like Tim Duncan, but you know what I mean. Yeah, foreign-born player. You know, generational guy. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the the next what five for uh, the Blazers. I mean, you got Utah at home, and then on the road, Milwaukee, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, and then back with the Clippers. Dude, that's mm. a brutal stretch mm. coming up here. I mean, mm. Portland has been red hot first mm. in the West, but I'm not going to say that there's any, like, Portland has to prove anything, but you may see this swing back to a little bit more of a, of a realistic record. There may be a swing back coming here with, with this stretch. That's a, that's a tough roadie. After playing a, a very good Utah team, that's a hell of a stretch right there. When you look at those four on the road and then coming home to the, the Clippers that uh, have Kawhi back. Well, I hate KD. I think he's a douche. And I was rooting for him to fail last night. I hate to say that. That sounds so awful. I'm a horrible human. But I can't stand him. Well, he And is I a, was pissed that the Blazers lost. Not just for my own bank account, but him. He is a giant douche, but boy, and he's, them. he's good. And my man Jock Bond over there. Yeah. 
do they be, they become less hateable though because of Jacques Vaughn, right? No, yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. No, no rock chalk there. No, I just think he's in a tough spot. He's like Steve Nash. Like you know, it's like <laughs> they don't really have a coach. I'm looking so. here to see what. Uh, yeah, Kawhi the other night. Uh, he had he had a whopping six points. Kawhi? <laughs> yeah, he went. He went. Well, two, I feel like he's went, never playing. Well, he's back, but oh, he's back now. Yeah, he's back. But I was, he'll be out of the lineup again in three days. And, you know, he doesn't, for all the, you know, we give people a hard time for not being available, he, for some reason, doesn't get labeled as that, and I don't know why. Compare him to Anthony Davis in terms of games missed. I'll look, but I, I feel like it's the same thing. I'll bet you Anthony Davis has played in more games over the last five years than Kawhi Leonard has. Let's go, last, let's go since the Lakers title, which right. was Davis stayed fairly healthy. That was, that was the COVID year, 2020. Yeah. During the uh, during the break, I'll look that up. But Kawhi has played in three games. He's getting twenty two minutes, and he's averaging uh, what ten and like ten and six right now. All right the, for the Clips. Well, stupid Blazers, they lost. Um, World Cup whipped cream is next. Well, there's a lot to dig into there. Three fifty two on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Alien A Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right. Uh, our listener has uh, called an audible for us, and I think it's a quality one. What do we got? Well, the World Cup whipped cream segment will not be called World Cup whipped cream. No? No. It will be called the World Cup Wellington segment. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've had a beef Wellington. Yes, so just wanted to let the <laughs> archives know. I like it. When we get into our World Cup talk, which won't last long, but no. uh, there are a couple things to talk about here. It what? will be called World Cup Wellington. The murdered slaves, or, or we're not allowed to talk about that? I love how we just brush that aside. But So Anthony Davis, so I did, did you do the math? Because I did too. Yeah, I looked it up. Okay, this is crazy. But Anthony Davis, who Charles Barkley calls uh, street clothes because mm-hmm. he never plays, has played in 88 games the last three years. And one of those, they won the title. Yes. COVID year, in the bubble. He played 36 games that season. I don't remember how many they ended up playing, but he did. He was healthy for the entire playoff run. This yes. is just regular season. Kawhi Leonard, same time frame, 55 games. Yep. Five years, as you wanted to go back, Anthony Davis has played in 206 games Kawhi Leonard, 170 games. And Kawhi Leonard has missed two basic full seasons. He had the one year, if you go back to the Spurs, where he played nine games. Remember he had that weird quad thing where the Spurs were like, he's fine. And Kawhi Leonard was like, no, I'm not. He played in nine games that year. And then he missed all of 2021-2022 with the ACL and then hunks of the other one. So I hate to say it, but you know, if we're going to say Anthony Davis is unreliable, as Charles Barkley calls him street clothes, He's more reliable than Kawhi Leonard. And Davis hasn't missed an entire season. Do you think Leonard's just full of crap? Well, I mean, I mean obviously the ACL, the ACL is, is one. That, that's different. I just think that his... But does he really want... I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the, the shine on him has really come off. I think the... What would you say? He was always this quiet... Uh, lead by example not by not by his words and you know he, he led toronto to that title and for a while there we had this debate is he a top three is he a top four player in the nba and like physical abilities it's he's off the charts 
right? One of the best two-way players we've seen in the NBA in years and years and years. But part of being great is being a good teammate, being a leader, being available. And I do think that when it comes to those things, when you're talking about being a teammate, being reliable, being available, leadership, I think he leaves a lot to be desired. And I I don't think that you have any of this conversation uh, of when you're talking about the best players in the NBA. I don't think you're talking about Kawhi Leonard to the point where if you would have gone back four or five years ago and said, you know, like like Damian Lillard or Kawhi Leonard, it would have taken me half a second to say Kawhi Leonard. But if you ask me who I want to build my team around, I'll, I'll take Damian Lillard all day over Kawhi Leonard. And even though Kawhi led his team to a championship, I, I just, outside of that, that run in Toronto where, again, he bailed on that, I, I ask what, what has happened over these last five years. Yeah, I just, I go back to that Spurs, his time with San Antonio where the doctors, like, they just weren't on the same page, right? Yes. And the doctors were saying... He was fine. Yeah, and he was like, no, I'm not fine. Like, I don't know. I feel like, you're right, the ACL is a different thing. He yes. missed all of last season in the ACL. But he's still not back. Or he, I guess he just came back. Before that, I don't know. I feel like maybe he's coasting. Just, he's got his check. In, in, in the NBA, you get paid no matter what. I feel like him and Paul George are he in this. He won a title. I don't think he cares. I feel like him and Paul George are in this. Well, he won one in San Antonio, too. So he's got two rings. I just feel like him and Paul George are both in this constant will they or won't they. And that's the thing with Anthony Davis. And I think it drives you nuts. And then every time they come back, then it's this idea of, oh, we have to take a while to kind of learn to play with each other again. And eh. I just think that that one in L.A., that should be a much uh, – that should be a better team than than what it has been and should be a tougher out than what it has been with that collection of talent down there, including All right. Paul George and Kawhi, who are supposed to be two truly elite two-way players. Before in the news, World Cup Wellington and our NFL Week 11 look ahead. What they are saying now, at least someone is saying, about Russell Wilson in Denver. It's 402 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 